It's the Dockiverse Podcast, episode number eight, Hell Night at the Clown Factory. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. I hope everything's going well. Around here, I still have not done any face-to-face gaming. Once again, scheduling conflicts have messed up things for my group. But hope springs eternal, and in a couple of weeks, we'll get another chance to try it. Anyway, I've been thinking that uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago anyway, I did some doc facts, and I'm going to do some more. So here we go. At various points in my life, I have ridden horses, mules, burros, camels, and elephants, although not all on the same day. I'm old enough to have listened to Wolfman Jack do his show from station XCRB and XPRS back in the 60s. Now, you have to remember my family lived in Northern California, so that gives you an idea how strong those stations were. I am mildly allergic to raw celery, but I have no problem with cooked celery. I've gone to somewhere around 100 gaming conventions. About 30-odd of those would be Dundercon, and then, I don't know, 9, 10 Gen Cons, 4 or 5 Origins, and a bunch of smaller cons. My favorite movie of all time is the 1933 version of King Kong. I like the other versions, except for that one made in the 70s, which was terrible. But the original is always the best. And finally... I share exactly the same birthday as Oprah Winfrey, but we never send each other cards. Now enough about me, because it's time to thank my wonderful and adventure-loving patrons over on Patreon for helping support first my blog and now this podcast. So thank you, David the Fighter, Avis the Rogue, Bruce the Paladin, Jame the Mage, Marianne the Druid, and Mark the Cleric. Go kick ass in a dungeon, and watch out for traps. And now, gentle listeners, it's time for another two short lectures. Lecture number one, selecting something to watch. In this modern age of ours, we are blessed with an abundance of television and online programming. It seems that everywhere you turn, you see a new streaming or cable service offering new programs. That being said, you may not want to turn much because most of that stuff costs money. Experts tell me it will nickel and dime you to death but they won't say where to find these nickel and dime services, so instead, I have to pay anywhere from 20 to $60 a month, each. Experts are highly overrated. Now, the first question you must ask yourself before selecting a program to watch is, do I have snacks and my favorite beverage? The next question is always, what happened to the damn remote? The third question is then, what do I watch? Unless you have pets, in which case it's, why is that animal in my favorite chair? moving the what-to-watch question to fourth place. Today, you can find a channel or service for every subject. Do you like old movies? There are a couple channels for that. Horror? Yes, although you may want to watch the channel during the day if you are of a nervous nature. Cooking, gardening, new movies, dramatic shows, science fiction, they all have at least one channel. But wait! Even if you have chosen your channel and your show, you need to decide how you will watch it. We're in the 21st century now, and just watching one episode at a time and then going off and doing something else is very old-fashioned. Actually, I wouldn't mind an old-fashioned right now. This lecturing is thirsty work. But I digress. No, the latest way to watch a series is to binge it. Now, in my youth, a binge was what Uncle Fred went on every payday, although some of us called it a bender. Now, however... Binging means to watch an entire series, one episode after another, until you've seen all of it. 
Personally, I'm lucky if I can watch a half-hour show without getting up and going to the bathroom two or three times, so trying to watch several episodes of a series about housewives in outer space or crime-busting police in 1880 Madrid, that would be a series of five-minute interruptions every ten minutes. I'm not sure I have enough lifespan for a 14-episode series, although if it were crime-busting housewives in 1880 outer space, I'd certainly give it a try. So to wrap this up with a big red bow and possibly a nice card, I suggest that you watch whatever appeals to you, but only one episode at a time. It will save you from rewinding to remember what you just watched, and your pause button will last much longer. Good day. Lecture number two. Children or pets. It has come to my attention that in recent years, many young people are opting to adopt pets rather than have children. Now, you can do both, and many people do. Just try to keep things straight when naming them, because while being named Bob or Sally is no big deal to a dog or cat, being named Spot or Rags can cause children no end of trouble. You should also be careful not to let your mind wander when feeding time comes around, because children will pitch a terrible fit if you give them a plateful of dog food. I thought I'd never hear the end of that. Of course, your dog will eat a plate of human food with no complaints, and your cat will probably turn down whatever you put in front of him, so human food will be a crapshoot anyway. However, neither dogs nor cats will whine about it for days on end. Getting back to our topic, because that's what they pay me to do around here, I think there are pros and cons to both sides of the pet-child arguments. And please, don't think I meant pet-child. Children make terrible pets. They're also expensive and hard to get licensed. On the one hand, let's say the left one, pets have many advantages over children. First off, they love you no matter what you do. If you decide to serve liver for dinner, not only will your dog or cat not whine about it, they'll happily join you. Children, not so much. Secondly, pets are much less expensive to maintain than children. They don't wear clothing, as a rule, and they are much less expensive to feed compared to, say, a teenage boy. Why, you'd have to have a few starving wolves or lions to equal the food bill of an average teenage boy. Comparatively, a couple of cats will be money in the bank come dinner time. Third, while conceiving a child may be more fun than adopting a pet, you don't have to wait nine months for the pet to get here. If you're a woman, I should think adopting a puppy or kitten beats nine months of pregnancy hands down. Additionally, the vaccinating of pets is much cheaper. We won't get into the value of spaying and neutering, two things that are right out where children are concerned. The advantages of children over pets are that children can carry on your family name, give you grandchildren, and take care of you in your old age. Unless, of course, you just choose to change your family name to something common, visit orphans as substitute grandchildren, and use all the money you save by not having kids to take care of yourself in your old age. And while you're at it, you can adopt a few more pets. I don't know about you, but I'm rather coming around to the idea of pets instead of children. Good day. Alrighty, folks. Now it's time for my free plug of the episode. And my free plug today goes out to Green Ronin Games, publishers of Blue Rose... Mutants and Masterminds, which is, I think, the best superhero game out there, the Adventure Game Engine, Dragon Age, and a bunch of other stuff. I've known the folks from Green Ronin for a long time, and they're great people who put out excellent stuff. So go check them out and tell them Doc sent you. Now it's time for the Doclopedia, and we are on the theme of Don't Touch That. Doclopedia. Entry. 1,417. 
Don't touch that meteorite. Don't touch that. Jesus, Johnny, have you forgotten what happened two years ago when that old man touched a meteorite? That blob thing came out of it and killed him. Then it started growing bigger and bigger, and pretty soon it had eaten about a hundred people and was trying to take over the town. Yes, it's true. I looked it up. It looked like a big red booger, and it just freaking dissolved people and got bigger with every one it ate. It was terrifying and gross. Trust me, we don't want to see anything like that, so you'd better just back the hell away from it. Okay, now let's go find Sheriff Clark and have him call the Army to deal with this. They'll know what to do with it. Hey, maybe we'll get a reward or something. My bike could use a new set of tires. Entry number 1,418. Don't touch that girl. I'm sorry, sir, but that girl is available only for very special customers. You see, she's cursed with both the ability to induce the most legendary orgasm in a man, but then drain the life force, killing them. Oh, no, sir. It's a fair question. You see... When a man is very old, or perhaps near death from some malady, they will seek out Katya to send them off to their reward in as happy and thrilling a manner as one might ask for. Far better a thing than just wasting away. Why, yes, she could do the same thing for convicts who face the noose, but why would she? Such men deserve what they get. Besides, her rates are quite high, well beyond most convicts' finances. Yes, she is quite happy. She has found her place in life, and I assure you, she lives quite well when not here at work. Oh, my, there is one of her customers now. Mr. Yancey is wealthy, but his heart is weak and faltering. A shame, really, since he's barely forty. Now, come along with me, and let me introduce you to Lucy. I think you'll find her to be quite charming and not at all lethal. Well, folks, we are coming to the end of the podcast here. And I would like to thank you all for listening. And remember, if you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Dockiverse blog, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, or if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts a couple of weeks before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Doc Cross. And remember, if you do support me, you'll get a shout-out every episode, as well as exclusive mini-podcasts and PDFs and other stuff I've put on the Patreon, so you can download it. Check it out. For information about sponsoring the podcast or just running ads, contact me at the email address I just gave you pretty much any time. I'm cheap and I'm easy. I want you to have a great couple of days, and I'll see you on Friday with episode number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. For those of you under the age of 45, that was a Beatles joke. Now get off my lawn. Our music was Bouncy Gypsy Beats by John Bartman. And so, children, Billy Bear learned a valuable lesson that day, that this podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2021 by Doc Cross. And then he went to Mr. Badger's house and they had cakes and tea.